Chapter 9, Part 11 of The General History of the Pirates, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Barry Eads. The General History of the Pirates, Volume 1, by Charles Johnson. Chapter 9, Part 11. John Walden. Captain John Treherne and George Fenn deposed the prisoner to be one of the number, who, in an open boat, piratically assailed and took their ship, and was remarkably busy at mischief, having a pole-axe in his hand, which served him instead of a key, to all the locked doors and boxes he came nigh. Also, in particular, he cut the cable of our ship, when the other pirates were willing and busied at heaving up the anchor, saying, Captain, which signifies this trouble of yo hope and straining in hot weather, that there are more anchors at London, and besides, your ship is to be burnt. William Smith, a prisoner acquitted, says Walden was known among the pirates mostly by the nickname of Miss Nanny. Ironically, it's presumed from the hardiness of his temper that he was one of the twenty who voluntarily came on board the ranger in the chase she made out after the swallow and by a shot from that ship lost his leg his behavior in the fight till then being bold and daring the president called for harry glasby and bid him relate a character of the prisoner and what custom was among them in relation to these voluntary expeditions out of their proper ship and this of going on board the ranger in particular and he gave in for evidence that the prisoner was looked on as a brisk hand i.e., as he farther explained it, a staunch pirate, a great rogue, that when the swallow first appeared in sight every one was willing to believe her a Portuguese, because sugar was very much in demand, and had made some jarring and dissension between the two companies, the fortunes, people drinking punch, when the rangers could not, that Roberts, on sight of the swallow, hailed the new ranger, and bid them right ship and get under sail. There is, says he, sugar in the offing, bring it in that we may have no more mumbling, ordering at the same time the word to be passed among the crew, who would go to their assistance, and immediately the boat was full of men to transport themselves. President, then every one that goes on board of any prize does it voluntarily, or were there here any other reasons for it? H. Glasby, every man is commonly called by list, and insists in his turn to go on board of a prize, because they then are allowed a shift of clothes, the best they can find, over and above the dividend from the robbery, and this they are so far from being compelled to, that it often becomes the occasion of contest and quarrel amongst them. But in the present or such like cases, where there appears a prospect of trouble, the lazy and timorous are often willing to decline this turn, and yield to their betters, who thereby establish a greater credit. The prisoner and the rest of those men who went from the fortune on board the ranger to assist in this expedition were volunteers, and the trustiest men among us. President, were there no jealousies of the rangers leaving you in this chase, or at any other time, in order to surrender? H. Glasby. Most of the rangers' crew were fresh men, men who had been entered only since their being on the coast of Guinea and therefore had not so liberal a share in fresh provisions or wine as the fortunes' people, who thought they had borne the burthen and heat of the day, which had given occasion indeed to some grumblings and whispers, as though they would take an opportunity to leave us, but we never supposed, if they did, it would be with any other design than setting up for themselves, 
they having, many of them, behaved with greater severity than the old standers. The prisoner appeared undaunted and rather solicitous about resting his stump than giving any answer to the court or making any defense for himself till called upon. Then he related in a careless or rather hopeless manner the circumstances of his first entrance, being forced, he said, out of the blessing of Leamington at Newfoundland, about twelve months past. This, he is sure, most of the old pirates knew, and that he was for some time as sick of the change as any man, but custom and ill company had altered him, owning very frankly that he was at the attack, and taking of the King Solomon, that he did cut her cable, and that none were forced on those occasions. As to the last expedition in the Ranger, he confesses he went on board of her, but that it was by Roberts's order, and in the chase loaded one gun to bring her to, but when he saw it was a bite, he declared to his comrades that it was not worth while to resist. Sore bore firing, and assisted to reeve the braces in order, if they could, to get away, in which sort of service he was busied, when a shot from the man-of-war took off his leg, and being asked that supposing the chase had proved a Portuguese. Why then, says he, I don't know what I might have done, intimating with all that everybody then would have been ready enough at plundering. Guilty. Peter Scudamore, Harry Glasby, Joe Wingfield, and Nicholas Brattle, deposed thus much, as to his being a volunteer with the pirates, from Captain Rolls at Calabar, first that he quarrelled with Moody, one of the heads of the gang, and fought with him because he opposed his going, asking Rolls in a leering manner whether he would not be so kind as to put him into the Gazette when he came home, and, at another time, when he was going from the pirate ship in his boat, a tornado arose. I wish, says he, the rascal may be drowned, for he is a great rogue, and has endeavoured to do me all the ill offices he could among these gentlemen, i.e. pirates. And secondly, that he had signed the pirates' articles with a great deal of alacrity, and gloried in having been the first surgeon that had done so. For before this it was their custom to change their surgeons, when they desired it, after having served a time and never obliged them to sign, but he was resolved to break through this, for the good of those who were to follow. Swearing immediately upon it, he was now, he hoped, as great a rogue as any of them. Captain Joe Treherne and George Fenn, his mate, deposed the prisoner to have taken out of the King Solomon their surgeon's capital instruments, some medicines, and a backgammon table, which later became the means of a quarrel between one Wincon and he whose property they should be, and were yielded to the prisoner. Joe Sharp, master of Elizabeth, heard the prisoner ask Roberts leave to force Cumry, his surgeon, from him, which was accordingly done, and with him carried also some of the ship's medicines. But what gave a fuller proof of the dishonesty of his principles was the treacherous design he had formed of running away with the prize, in her passage to Cape Corso, though he had been treated with all humanity, and very unlike a prisoner, on account of his employ and better education, which had rendered him less to be suspected. Mr. Child, acquitted, deposed, that in their passage from the island of St. Thomas, in the Fortune Prize, this prisoner was several times tempted him into measures of rising with the negroes, and killing the swallow's people, showing him how easily the white men might be demolished, and a new company raised at Angola, and that part of the coast, for, says he, I understand how to navigate a ship, and can soon teach you to steer, 
and is it not better to do this than to go back to cape corso and be hanged and sun-dried to which the deponent replying he was not afraid of being hanged scudamore bid him be still and no harm should come to him but before the next day evening which was the designed time of executing this project the deponent discovered it to the officer and assured him scudamore had been talking all the preceding night to the negroes in angolian language Isaac Burnett heard the prisoner ask James Harris, a pirate, left with the wounded in the prize, whether he was willing to come into the project of running away with the ship, and endeavour the raising of a new company, but turned the discourse to horse-racing, as the deponent crept nigher. He acquainted the officer with what he had heard, who kept the people under arms all night, their apprehensions of the negroes not being groundless, for many of them, having lived a long time in this piratical way, were, by the thin commons they were now reduced to, as ripe for mischief as any. The prisoner in his defence said, he was a forced man from Captain Rolls, in October last, and if he had not shown such a concern as became him, at the alteration he must remark the occasion to be, the disagreement and enmity between them but that both Roberts and Val Asplant threatened him into signing their articles, and that he did it in terror. The King Solomon and Elizabeth Medicine Chest he owns he plundered, by order of Hunter, the then chief surgeon who, by the pirate's laws, always directs in this province, and Mr. Child, though acquitted, had by the same orders taken out a whole French medicine chest, which he must be sensible for me, as well as for himself, we neither of us dared to have denied it was their being the proper judges made so ungrateful an office imposed if after this he was elected chief surgeon himself both comrie and wilson were set up also and it might have been their chance to have carried it and as much out of their power to have refused as to the attempt of rising and running away with the prize he denies it altogether as untrue a few foolish words but only by way of supposition that if the negroes should take it in their heads considering the weakness and ill lookout that was kept it would have been an easy matter in his opinion for them to have done it but that he encouraged such a thing was false his talking to them in the angolan language was only a way of spending his time and trying his skill to tell twenty he being incapable of further talk as to his understanding navigation he had frequently acknowledged it to the deponent child and wonders he should now so circumstantiate this skill against him guilty robert johnson it appeared to the court that the prisoner was one of the twenty men in the boat of the pirates which afterwards robbed the king solomon at an anchor near cape apollonia that all pirates on this and the like service were volunteers and he in particular had contested his going on board a second time though out of his turn the prisoner in his defence called for harry glasby who witnessed to his being so very drunk when he first came among their crew that they were forced to hoist him out of one ship into the other with a tackle and therefore without his consent but he had since been a trusty man and was placed to the helm in that running battle they made with the swallow he insisted for himself likewise on captain turner's affidavit of his being forced on which others his shipmates had been cleared the court considering the partiality that might be objected in acquitting one and condemning another of the same standing thought sit to remark it as a clear testimony of their integrity that their care and indulgence to each man in allowing his particular defence was to exempt from the rigour of the law such 
who it must be allowed would have stood too promiscuously condemned if they had not been heard upon any other fact than that of the swallow and herein what could better direct them than a character and behaviour from their own associates for though a voluntary entry with the pirates may be doubtful yet his consequent actions are not and it is not so material how a man comes among pirates as how he acts when he is there guilty george wilson john sharp master of the elizabeth in which ship the prisoner was passenger and fell a second time into the pirates hands deposes that he took the said wilson off from sestos on this coast paying to the negroes for his ransom the value of three pound five shillings in goods for which he had taken a note that he thought he had done a charitable act in this till meeting with one captain canning he was asked why he would release such a rogue as wilson was for that he had been a volunteer with the pirates out of john tarleton and when the deponent came to be a prisoner himself he found thomas the brother of this john tarleton a prisoner with the pirates also who was immediately on wilson's instigation in a most sad manner misused and beat and had been shot through the fury and rage of some of those fellows if the town side i e liverpool men had not hid him in a stay-stale under the bowsprit for moody and harper with their pistols cocked searched every corner of the ship to find him and came to this deponent's hammock whom they had like fatality to have mistaken for tarleton but on his calling out they found their error and left him with this comfortable anodyne that he was the honest fellow who brought the doctor at coming away the prisoner asked about his note whether the pirates had it or no who not being able readily to tell he replied it's no matter mr sharp i believe i shall hardly ever come to england to pay it adam comrie surgeon of the elizabeth says that although the prisoner had on account of his indisposition and want received many civilities from him before meeting with the pirates he yet understood it was through his and scudamore's means that he had been compelled among them the prisoner was very alert and cheerful he says at meeting with roberts hailed him told him he was glad to see him and would come on board presently borrowing of the deponent a clean shirt and drawers for his better appearance and reception he signed their articles willingly and used arguments with him to do the same saying they should make their voyage in eight months to brazil share six or seven hundred per a man and then break up again when the crew came to an election of a chief surgeon and this deponent was set up with the others wilson told him he hoped he should carry it from scudamore for that a quarter share which they had more than others would be worth looking after but the deponent missed the preserment by the good will of the rangers' people who in general voted for scudamore to get rid of him the chief surgeon being always to remain with the commodore it appeared likewise by the evidence of captain joe Traherne, thomas castell and others who had been taken by the pirates and thence had opportunities of observing the prisoner's conduct that he seemed thoroughly satisfied with that way of life and was particularly intimate with roberts they often scoffing at the mention of a man-of-war and saying if they should meet with any of the turnips men's ships they would blow up and go to hell together yet setting aside these silly freaks to recommend himself his laziness had got him many enemies even roberts told him on the complaint of a wounded man whom he had refused to dress that he was a double rogue to be there a second time and threatened to cut his ears off the evidence further assured the court from captain thomas tarleton 
that the prisoner was taken out of his brother's ship some months before a first time and being forward to oblige his new company had presently asked for the pirate's boat to fetch the medicine chest away when the wind and current proving too hard to contend with they were drove on shore at cape monserrado the prisoner called for william darling and samuel morwell acquitted and nicholas butler william darling deposed the first time the prisoner fell into their hands roberts mistook him for joel tarleton the master and being informed it was the surgeon who came to represent him then indisposed he presently swore he should be his messmate to which wilson replied he hoped not he had a wife and child which the other laughed at and that he had been two days on board before he went in that boat which was drove on shore at cape monserrado and at his second coming in the elizabeth he heard Robert's order he should be brought on board in the first boat. Samuel Morwell says that he has heard him bewail his condition while on board the pirate, and desired one Thomas to use his interest with Robert's for a discharge, saying his employ, and the little fortune he had left at home, would, he hoped, exempt him the further trouble of seeking his bread at sea. Nicholas Butler, who had remained with the pirates about forty-eight hours when they took the French ships at Wida, deposes that in this space the prisoner addressed him in the french language several times deploring the wretchedness and ill fortune of being confined in such company the prisoner desiring liberty of two or three questions asked whether or no he had not expostulated with roberts for a reason of his obliging surgeons to sign their articles when heretofore they did not whether he had not expressed himself glad to having formally escaped from them whether he had not said, at taking the ships in Wida Road, that he could like the sport were it lawful, and whether if he had not told him, should the company discharge any surgeon, that he would insist on it as his turn. The deponent answered, yes, to every question separately, and farther, that he believed Scudamore had not seen Wilson when he first came and found him out of the Elizabeth. He added in his own defense, that being surgeon with one John Tarleton of Liverpool, he was met a first time on this coast of Guinea by Roberts the pirate, who, after a day or two, told him to his sorrow that he was to stay there, and ordered him to fetch his chest, not medicines, as asserted, which opportunity he took to make his escape, for the boat's crew happening to consist of five French and one Englishman, all as willing as himself they agreed to push the boat on shore and trust themselves with the negroes of Cape Montserrado hazardous not only in respect of the dangerous seas that run there, but the inhumanity of the natives who sometimes take a liking to human carcasses. Here he remained five months, till Thomas Tarleton, brother to his captain, chanced to put in the road for trade, to whom he represented his hardships and starving condition, but was, in an unchristian manner, both refused a release of this captivity, or so much as a small supply of biscuit and salt meat, because, as he said, he had been among the pirates. A little time after this the master of a French ship paid a ransom for him and took him off. But, by reason of a nasty leprous indisposition he had contracted by hard and bad living, was, to his great misfortune, set ashore at Sestos again, when Captain Sharp met him, and generously procured his release in the manner himself has related, and for which he stands infinitely obliged. That ill luck threw him a second time into the pirate's hands in this ship Elizabeth, where he met Thomas Tarleton, and thoughtlessly used some reproaches of him, for his severe treatment at Montserrado, 
but protests without design his words should have had so bad a consequence, for Roberts took upon him, as a dispenser of justice, the correction of Mr. Tarleton, beating him unmercifully, and he hopes it will believe, contrary to any intention of his, it should so happen, because as a stranger he might be supposed to have no influence, and believes there were some other motives for it. He could not remember he expressed himself glad to see Roberts the second time, or that he dropped those expressions about Comrie, as are sworn, but if immaturity of judgment had occasioned him to slip rash and inadvertent words, or that he had paid any undue compliments to Roberts, it was to ingratiate himself, as every prisoner did, for a more civil treatment, and in particular to procure his discharge, which he had been promised, and was afraid would have been revoked, if such a person as Comrie did not remain there to supply his room, and of this, he said, all the gentlemen, meaning the pirates, could witness for him. He urged also his youth in excuse for his rashness. The first time he had been with them, only a month in all, and that in no military employ, but in particular the service he had done in discovering the design of the pirates, had to rise in their passage on board the Swallow. Guilty. But execution respited till the king's pleasure be known, because the commodore of the Swallow had declared, the first notice he received of this design of the pirates to rise, was from him. End of chapter 9, part 11